So I was speaking to my son yesterday on the phone, and anyone, any, any of you who have sons, as far as I know, none of you have, but anyway, at that, I hope that none they know of, at least that age, um, you'll know, or well, actually when you speak to your fathers on the phone, you don't give them much information, right? How you doing? Good. So I, I try to, so the trick is you ask specific questions, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how you doing? How are your friends? How's the food? How, you know, you know. And then, you know, you keep on getting one-word answers, and then maybe you're lucky you, hit, you strike a chord and you get a conversation for 30, 40 seconds. Of course, when I was a youngster, I had long conversations with my father on the phone. No, I'm joking. But that's, that's where it goes. So I realized that you, instead, so I, I, I try to learn with them. At least now I'm trying to learn with one of my sons. So uh, we were learning... Uh, so I learned, I learned how to show with him. And what do you know? He asked me a question. <laughs> so, and uh, then we actually had like a 15-minute conversation. So that was good. But he asked me a very good question. He says, you keep on saying that uh, the Iker is with Davak Vashem and that Chuba isn't the Dvekis, but it's the Iker is to connect Hashem. But how do you connect? What does that mean? And how do you connect to Hashem? It's a good question. So this is a question from a fourteen-year-old. So it's even more a greater question because he's just developing the maturity to have some sense of what that means. But there's no. It's a lifelong, like most good things, it's a lifelong task and work. And the general idea of what it means to feel close to Hashem is to, it's really so similar to the definition of love, to constantly feel the companionship of the Rebbe Nishalem. For example, every time you have a question, you don't ask, what do I want? You have a decision to be made, a small one, a big one. You say, what does Hashem want? Now, what do I want? That would be an example of it. The example of it is to always Every time something happens to you, good or bad, big or small. If you're living with Hashem, you're always asking, what is Hashem telling me? What is Hashem giving me? What is Hashem not giving me? But those are examples of it, of how you, of someone who lives with it. What living with it means is that you always feel the presence of Hashem. How do you work on that? So when is the best time of the day and it, that you have to connect with Hashem? Yaakov. The easiest time, I should say. During davening? Correct. A higher level and more difficult way is by learning too. But the easiest time to practice it, because you're there anyway, so you can either waste your time and mumble, or you could say, you know what, I'm going to actually try to feel the Rebbein Feel the Rebbein means feeling the truth of that Hashem is my creator and my caretaker. I don't know if that's a great word. Take her away. <laughs> but anyway, so someone who takes care of me, my support. So you stand before you start davening. You think the Rebbeinu Shalom is the one who takes care of me. Everything I have, every breath I take, is only because the Rebbeinu Shalom wants it and gives it to me. And that's what it means. Hashem loves me. That's to feel that in your daily life. That's what Dvekas Hashem means. To constantly feel Hashem taking care. Every brach is Hashem 
You say, Hashem is the one who gives me the ability to use my brain. So you're connecting, and then every time you have a good thought, you connect it to Hashem, because Hashem is allowing me that thought. Every time I feel good, it's from Hashem. Every time I feel bad, it's also from the Rebbein Shalem, is setting me up for it. So, Dvekas, the way to get to Dvekas is to, his Baidus, is to constantly think about the truth of the Rebbein Shalem. And the greatest, the easiest opportunity Again, a person should spend a lot of time in it every day, but that's hard to do. But what's not so hard to do is by davening. It's actually easier before you start davening than when you start davening. If you're not a good davener, so, and once the mumbling starts, it just goes on its own train, and you are not the, not even the conductor, right? So then it's harder to train. That takes training, and hopefully you get there too, to think what you say, Bashman Esrei. But before you start davening, Say, the Rebbeinu Shalom is the one. Is, I, I want to feel the embrace of the Rebbeinu Shalom. I want to recognize Hashem is the Creator, and the supporter, my supporter, and everything that I have is from Him. Before you start davening, take again. So the way to get to Dvekas is by having those thoughts many, many times throughout the day. Every time before you learn, you say, "I'm learning to connect to Hashem." Every time you do chesed, every time you daven, every time you sit, every time you go to sleep, every time you wake up, say, "What did I do to connect to Hashem today?" I want to feel Hashem right now. I want to. Th- what does it mean to get? What does it mean to feel Hashem right now? I want to think and recognize the truth of Hashem's existence. What does it mean to davuk Hashem? Shivisa Hashem the summit that Hashem is always with me. That's what it means to be davuk Hashem. Again, obviously this is a lifelong and very difficult goal. And when a person is young, like most of you, it's a developing process to even get the first pace. But that is the goal of life. And if you're learning and you're davening and you're doing all that and, you did, and you're not feeling that, you're missing the main point. If you don't have the emotional connection with the Rebbe emotional connection with the Rebbe you're missing the main point. And it's very, very common in Yiddishkeit because it's easier to do actions and to really depend emotionally on somebody else. Even in marriages, it could work that way sometimes. So it takes an, an immense amount of effort to change our rote and to really emotionally connect to the And again, it's not going to happen unless we put a lot of effort into it. Okay, the Ram continues. So Ram says, well, let's review a little what we learned yesterday. He says, well, the way of tshuva is to constantly call out to Hashem and to do tzedakah, as we explained yesterday, tzedakah is a recognition of the truth of Hashem, therefore it's a basis of tshuva. And and distance yourself from that that you sinned. And you change your name. You have to see yourself as someone different. It's very important. And you change your actions for the right way. And you go into Golas, however much you could do that. Ram continues. And it's a great praise for the one to return. That you should say publicly. You should let your sins know to others. And to tell others about your sins between you and your friends. 
I did this into that person, and today I'm doing tshuva. And someone who has gaiva and doesn't tell other people, doesn't have a tshuva gemura. Let's finish this idea. It's a complicated idea, but let's finish it first. Between man and his fellow man. Between man and Hashem, he should not be mafarsim. Adarab, it's Azus Panim. It's disrespectful if you do. It's like coming late to share. Elishav Lefnei Akel Baruchu, but you should do tshuva in front of the Rebbeinu Shalom. Upayret Chatov Lefanav Umezvad Alehen Lefnei Rabbenstam. You should do tshuva in front of the Rebbeinu Shalom and say the sins privately, but say that you're doing tshuva publicly, which is what we do, right? When we say, yeah, you got it, Mickey. Um, when, when, when you um, you say I wouldn't say anything, but you're smiling. So um, the 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 you, we do what we do. We do tshuva. We say chatase visi pashati publicly, but we don't say the details of what our sins are. Even when we say shamna bagadna gazan, which are a little more detailed. But since we're all saying them together, and they're sort of broad concepts, it's not considered saying the details of our sins publicly. As we said yesterday, when we say vidui, you know, in Nusach Svarad, you say vidui every day. Um, I don't have Nusach Svarad, but I don't like that part either. Because, then to me, uh, again, everything, is miles and concerns, everything, but to me, when a Shadim Kippur comes down, then you, you, you're already used to mumbling it from the whole year, because it's hard to do it every day. Obviously, the correct way to do it would be always be full kavana. But the most important part when you say Hashamnu Bagadnu is to then list, speak out the things that you struggle with personally. That's the most important part. You say Hashamnu Bagadnu Gazalnu, and then when that's over, say the details of the sins that you struggle with. And as we always say, I would bet you all all our lists are very similar. On different levels, but they're all similar. Because we all struggle with the same things. Again, we're not all working on the same things at once because you can't work on everything at once. If you try working on everything at once, I want to become a tzaddik this month, you could, you will fail. That's not how it works. You have to pick a few things and work on them. Work on the root cause, which is I want to be closer to Hashem, which makes me want to do what I'm supposed to do, and then take a few projects and work on them. So you're supposed to when between man and man, you're supposed to say those averes publicly. It's very interesting. I have really had the experience of anybody doing that. I can't say I've ever done it myself, or I can say I've never done it myself, um, because I never heard anybody, no, because I never did it, because I guess, because like the Rambam says, um, uh, what are you called? I guess, but, uh, but, I'm, but it, it, I mean, it, I don't know. One time I think you ever hear anything like it is like when you hear like speakers or like speak about like things that they've overcome in the past and things like that. Right, but, but, but that, at the time. But this is specifically Ben Adam Lechavera. You spoke, I mean, if you hurt oh, someone, Ben Adam Lechavera, then you're supposed to speak out publicly. Ben Adam Lechavera, you're not supposed to speak out the specifics of that Avera. I don't know if I'd want that if I was the one who was like so that, someone that, towards Right, me. so that depends on how it happened. That's what we spoke about a few days ago when you hurt someone. That was Aaron's question when he was sitting closer. 
the 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 he asked, do you ask tshuva? Do you do you ask someone for tshuva if you hurt them? If that'll hurt them, we'll discuss that later on. But you're asking similarly if you someone so, if, right? If I so told everyone that I think you're stupid, right? So you don't want me to now announce to everybody else that I told it to everybody you think you're stupid. But let's say I made a mistake and I thought you did something to me, right? And I publicly embarrassed you for it. I think I would suggest that's more the case that Ram's talking about. Oh, right, so then right, I would have to publicly profess that I made a mistake okay. to repair your reputation. If that's what Ram means, then it's very understandable. And if it's not, I don't understand it well. But that's what I would suggest it means, amount, and sure. And obviously everything Ram says come from the Sugis and Chas, but that it means that if you hurt someone publicly and you made it known to everybody else, right, if I made it known that I think, you know, you're not a good person, and then I realize I made a mistake, so then I should publicly profess that I changed my mind, and I take away that, you know, that that hurt and that embarrassment to you. So, but Mashenka and the Rebbeinu Shalom, where it's not a, it's not the Rebbeinu Shalom who's embarrassed; it's our sin. So then I don't have to, I don't have to repair for the Rebbeinu Shalom. So therefore, my job is to sin and be embarrassed to my sin and not want to say it publicly. So it means to other people. Other it means it means other people. It doesn't mean that you can't talk it over with someone who you, you're trying to grow in something. You shouldn't talk to someone about it. It means that part of the vida process. I say I, 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 when you when you're doing tshuva, you say vida. You shouldn't tell. You should keep it. You should say it quietly. The various that you sin specifically, you should say them when you say vida. Make sure to say them. But you should say them quietly. Okay. The Ram now says a, another halacha, a very important idea. Even though tshuva and crying at Hashem are always good. In the ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, it's even, it's very fitting and good. And it's accepted right away. Seek out Hashem when He is available. When He is to be found. Call out Him when He is close. But a tzibur always gets, has that advantage. What does that mean? How could it be that there's a better time for tshuva and a worse time? Rafi, what do you say? What does that mean? Tshuva is always, you're supposed to do tshuva always. Why is it a, what does it mean it's a better time on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur? Uh, Come on, you have something. Say something. Anyone have any ideas? More is chosim. More likely to feel... More is chosim. Okay, but uh, but let's go with the pasuk. Why does it mean that uh, Hashem is more available? Hashem is not always available. He's more receptive. Correct. But wh- wh- why why would that be? And why is that? What do you mean? Not re- not always receptive. The gate of wheel of the gate of tears. Sorry. That the gate of feelers generally. That's all true. But my question was, what is it? Why would it be that there's a better time for it? Well, just go beyond our, what our level our level should be. How close is so we're all correct about read a fascinating Me'iri in Rosh Hashanah, or I'll paraphrase it. It says, every day it's fitting for a person to, to search his actions and, and to re- go back from his ways that were incorrect. 
nevertheless, in this time, meaning Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it's fitting that a person should even work harder. It brings the Gemara that, why? Because it's a time when Shalosh Varm it's a time when Hashem judges. Meaning, that every, time, every person at this point gets judged, and therefore you should awaken yourself to seek out and to search your actions. And someone, someone who doesn't do that in this time, someone who's misrashed, who's lazy, and pushes it off in this time and doesn't do tshuva, doesn't have a connection with the God of the Jews. Why? The rest of the year, the inspiration is not so much. Not only that, the Midas Hadin Hashem waits and gives the opportunity and knows that this is the time we're supposed to work harder. What it means is the idea, this idea we said many times of the cycle of the year. We're not machines. Hashem can't, doesn't say we act the same every, every day. Hashem, this month, Hashem says, you're supposed to work harder. No matter what level you're on the whole year, even if you're a big tzaddik, an El, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Tzokas, you're supposed to work harder and put more effort than you will do the rest of the year. And even though, right after that, you will not be on the same Madrega, but you will be on a higher level than the year before. You see what I'm saying, Mickey? Yeah. Every year, you, this is the time when Hashem says that there's a yearly cycle. And Hashem says in the yearly cycle, this is the time of judgment, therefore this is the time of tshuva. Therefore this is the time when we work harder than the rest of the year to do tshuva. And this pushes us throughout the whole year, makes the whole year different. But you can't work harder the whole year. So this is the time we're, supposed, we're expected to work harder, right? When the World Series comes, do you try harder or you try the same? As in game, as, as in game 120, as in game number 86. Of course you try harder in the World Series because it counts more. You can't try harder the whole year. That's not the reality of a human, of a human being. So Hashem says this is the time of din, meaning this is the time of the year where I expect you to put in more effort than you put the rest of the year. So you got to figure out how to put in more. And if you don't, Hashem is saying, that's what means Hashem is saying, I am, more, I am more available now. This is the time for it. And therefore, if you don't do it, you're saying no to Hashem's request. Hashem is giving a specific request now to put in more effort. And if you say no, it's a terrible thing. If you say yes, the opportunity is there. This is the time to decide the yearly cycle of the time for inspiration based on the time of Din, based on the time of El, when Moshe Benu went up, and all that that we spoke out already. Yeah, what are you asking, Mickey? That's, like, so that, like, request is, like, external, let's say, but internally, is it, is it just, like, flip a switch, or it's, there's already something that is, you feel different, that each person is different? Well, that, there is his service, meaning we, there are things that Hashem, we put into the system to murder ourselves. We have, we have din, that's, the fact that there's a din, that should, that should awaken you. It's we blow Shafer, that should awaken you. Right. But the Rebbe sets it up like that because he knows that it has to be a, 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 a cycle. And there has to be a time when you put in more effort than the rest of the year. That's, that's what Amiri is saying. Therefore, 
there is the the the, the Shalom pushes off din till now. He says, "Okay, I'm not going to judge you till now because I know you're going to be better." You know, there's a famous halacha that, 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 that right. You suppose even people who are not makbed on a pas palter, so you're supposed to be makbed on to between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And everyone asks, "What do you mean?" But this is not who I am. What do you mean? It's not it's not real. It's a stupid question. Oh, you know, I know we're supposed to say all questions are good. But if you have any Havana, I mean, if you ask it so you don't understand, so it's fine. But if you have any Havana in the system, what you're trying to do between Hashem and Kippur, the question makes no sense. Yes, we know we're not, when nobody stays on the same level after, even if you're a Tzaddik, you don't stay on the same level in Yom Kippur after Yom Kippur. When you drop off, you're not a failure. That's reality. You're sp- again, you're supposed to be higher after this Yom Kippur than you were after last Yom Kippur. Because you had a whole year of avoid and a whole two years, and you, this avoid of Yom Kippur put you, your whole year is different. Your regular day is different. But you're not going to stay in the same level. It's impossible. So, so those particular sides of nature, well, we do things that we're not accustomed to do. We're more careful. We make sure to come on time to everything. We make sure to learn more. We make sure not to schmooze by, the, by, by learning. We make sure to look out for other people more than we do the rest of the year. Even though we might not be on that same, we won't be on that same level the rest of the year. But it will change our whole level the rest of the year. No, maybe and yeah, maybe no. You, maybe you'll never be on the level of, of, of Yom Kippur the rest of your life. Yom Kippur is, you get, you're set up for success. You have nothing, there's nothing in Yom Kippur besides your Benishalim. You come to Shul, you're not supposed to leave the whole day. That's it. If you need a nap, I guess you take a nap. If not, you should stay in Shul. Why just set yourself up for success? The only thing in Yom Kippur is your Benishalim. That's not the way your Benishalim even made life. It's not the goal of life, even. The goal of life is to live life not in, the, not only in the shul, and nevertheless connect to Barisham, which is oh, the very difficult. So that's a good thing, even if you know you won't continue them. It's a good thing. If it will never ever happen in your life, it pr- probably are things that you will want to at, at some point come to. But then, when you don't get to, so then those rush, the next rush, the th- three years, if you keep it in three years from now, if you made a party regular day, so then that Rosh Hashanah you'll have more Kabbalahs. Right. Go higher levels. Will it come? Sometimes it will. Sometimes it won't. You try, but it's not a steer. The fact that I won't be the same is not a failure. It's reality. That's the cycle of Rosh Hashanah is to try harder. The says, I want you to try do more now than the rest of the time. And I understand that that's the reality. And said it won't be the same. But that more will change who you are. will make a connection to Hashem. Right? That's the, you know, sometimes people ask, what's the point of Rosh Hashanah Kippur if I'm not going to be the same anyway? Right? Okay. For those married here, right? When do, who, if, 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 how often do, we, do, do, do you get to go on vacation with your wife? I would say a similar answer. Very rarely. But when you get a chance, a day, you go away, right? Say, what should I go away for? I'm not going to go away tomorrow. That make sense? No. No. Because that day will help develop our relationship. That's Yom Kippur. That's Yom that's Kippur. This is the time where we develop our relationship. Will it stay the same? Will I have that same closest to, to, to my spouse when I, when, that, as I feel when I'm together with them and, and, and we're on vacation and, we're, and it's quiet and, and we're at peace? Of course not. But it develops your connection.
And that's what this time is for. We know it's not the same, but the Rebbeinu saying, this is the time where I'm telling you, this is the time for Tshuva. That request and that setup of that this is the time where I'm pushing off din till, till I'm saying it won't be din, that's what the community says. I'm saying, the Rebbeinu says that this is the time where I'm waiting to judge, gives us the opportunity of the cycle and to try harder in this time to connect to Hashem. Just to repeat quickly again what we said in the beginning, what does it mean to connect to Hashem? It's very important to understand this. It means to feel the Rebbeinu with you the whole day. Shavisi Hashem Samen. The way, example for that would be every decision is always what does Hashem want, not what I want. What is Hashem telling me? Whether it's things that I like, things that are painful, things that are enjoyable. What is Hashem talking? What is Hashem speaking to me? And the way to that's the examples of someone who's davik Hashem. To learn to and to acquire that connection, you have to use your mind and feel and recognize the truth of Hashem every time you dive and recognize the truth of Hashem's complete control of everything in this world, that every single thing you have is from Hashem, which is the definition of love. The definition of love is that someone completely takes care of you. The Bereshim takes care of us every single second, and therefore everything we have is from Him. And if you constantly have that thought in your mind, that develops your relationship with Hashem. It's a very difficult thing to do, but that is the goal of life, of all Torah, all mitzvahs, and all tshuva, is to get that be a way to, to develop and have the opportunity to connect to Hashem, and we should always say to that. Shalom Aleichem, this is Menachem Weinberg. These Yorim were given in Yeshivas Ahavas Torah Cleveland. For more information, visit yeshivasahavasatorah.org. Thank you.